Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition's podcast. Today on our show, I'm joined once again with Robin Waltz, President and CEO of the United Way, I'm Kim Harmon, um, Administrator of Mobile Meals, and Lieutenant Andrew Allen from Salvation Army. Called you all back. This is part two um, because I think we had some really great conversations on our last episode and just want to talk a little bit more about some of the programs. Um, I'm hoping our podcast is really able to highlight some of the programs and efforts that are going on in Tuscarawas County. And I think when we highlight things, we really need to help people understand how they fit in the community, how they work, what it takes to make them work, and how do we access these resources. So that's what we're going to do. But with that, I'm going to start again with Robin. Again, just tell us um, a little refresher who you are, what you do in the community. Okay. Um, I'm Robin Waltz, and I'm the president of the United Way of Tuscarawas County. And... um, the United Way of Tuscarawas County has been in uh, the county since 1942. So we've been around a long time. And um, our mission is to mobilize community resources to help people improve their lives um, and help build a sustainable community. And um, we do that uh, with the working and collaborating with our partner agencies, such as Salvation Army and Mobile Meals. Uh, we currently fund 16 different programs, health and human service programs in the county. And... Um, all the funding comes from the county, comes from donations from residents and uh, organizations in Tuscarawas County. We receive no state funding or federal funding. Awesome. Great. Now what we're going to do is I think we're going to just uh, spend a little time with um, Lieutenant Andrew Allen on Salvation Army, and then we'll go over to Kim with Mobile Mills. Because um, I think there's a lot to be discussed here because we have pre-COVID-19, <laughs> who you are, what you're doing, and we've certainly had a um, COVID-19 impact, which I think has changed the way everything happens, um, not only here in Tuscarawas sure. County, but I think all over the world, really. So um, with that, um, let's start with Lieutenant Andrew Allen, and what I'm going to say is just kind of introduce yourself and start talking. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Andrew Allen. Uh, uh, we moved here to Tuscarawas County in 2016, uh, my wife, uh, three kids, uh, six, five, and two. And so you drive us busy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we have one on the way, too. Oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, let me ask you, <laughs> what's it like to be um, in home? What do we, what do we call this? Oh, uh, <laughs> Quarantine. What, what? At home. Quarantine with um, six, five, and two. Uh, yeah, uh, prayers up for my wife. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she has been holding it together uh, at home, and uh, you know she's a she's a rock star. Um, just because uh, the two year old is two, terrible yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, it's, some yeah, it's of our fun. previous podcasts are on mental health. Yeah. Great tips, oh, yeah. information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if y'all need to look back a couple, it might be a good place to start. Yeah, she can't wait till I get home from work. So. I bet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we we moved here, and uh, as uh, I'm the Salvation Army Corps officer slash pastor slash administrator, I, I wear, we wear a lot of hats. Um, and my, my wife is my partner in ministry. 
Um, and I say ministry because the Salvation Army is first and foremost a church. Okay. Um, everything that we do flows from that. Um, and, you know, right now, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much taking care of the core and, 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 and she's taking care of the, of, of, of home. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of do a lot, a little bit of everything in the community. I have to be honest when I first, you know, you'll, you grow up and you always hear of Salvation Army. We, you know, you walk into grocery stores at Christmas time uh-huh. and you see the kettles, but I don't know if I knew until later in life who the Salvation Army is, what they do, what kind of church is the Salvation Army? Yeah. Go ahead and just educate us a little bit. Yeah. So uh, you are, uh, you hit the mark with, um, you know, the kind of a misperception of of the Salvation Army uh, were perceived as just the red kettles at Christmas and then, you know, the thrift stores um, that people like to frequent, um, which are great. They are. They're great. Um, but we're so much more than that. Um, and uh, one of my uh, our missions coming here to Tuscarawas County was to kind of change that perception and to, to tell people this is, you know, we're, we do a lot more. Um, soup kitchen, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, we do rent and utility assistance uh, funded by United Way, our food pantry, our after school program, our day camp, youth programs. Um, in addition to um, all of our, all of our church, church-based programs. Um, and uh, we're, we're non-denominational. Okay. Um, so uh, we have a list of doctrines that we believe, uh, but we are a Christian church. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, we do a little bit of everything. Now, were you great, raised in a Salvation Army church? Uh, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. I was, I was raised Catholic. Okay. Uh, I met my wife at a Salvation Army uh, summer camp. Okay. And she kind of introduced me uh, to the Army and invited me to her church and uh, kind of went from there. So you said summer camp. Do you also yeah. do you have summer camp here for Tuscarawas County students? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we send about 1920 kids to... Uh, a camp. It's called Camp Neosa. It's on Leesville Lake in Carrollton. Same signs for that. Yep. So, uh, unfortunately, that's been put on hold for this summer. Um, but all the other summers, uh, hopefully, you know, there's there's no more <laughs> pandemics. Chris, uh, you know, fingers. fingers crossed. But yeah, that uh, that's something that that we do. We send kids from Tuscarawas County um, there during the summer. Okay. One of the things that I've always seen with um, y'all here in Tuscarawas County, is that you're very well networked with other agencies. And um, tell us a little bit about some of those efforts, like your after-school program. Mm-hmm. What's what's that all about? Yeah. Uh, anytime uh, I talk about any of our programs, I always stress that it's, um, you know, it's really a community effort. Um, kettles. We couldn't do kettles without the volunteers, without the organizations and, and churches and uh and, and companies that, that come together and, and support us. Um, you know, our, our soup kitchen, that's made up of volunteers. Uh, it's made up of churches and, and organizations that, that come and cook the food and, and serve the food. Um, so community is, is vital. And, and we see that with, uh, with the United Way, with the work that they're doing. Um, you know, no, one, no organization um, or agency is an island. Yeah. Uh, in, in order to get get through this, which we are getting through this, uh, we, we need to be a community, and we you know we need to work together, and and I think that's that's exactly what we're doing right now. So, food program, 
Um, tell us a little bit about that, and then I'm assuming we've seen some great changes in yeah. the food program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I mentioned a soup kitchen. We uh, prior to uh, COVID nineteen, you know, we had a soup kitchen Monday through Friday. Uh, took place right in our right in our dining room. Uh, we would average sixty okay. uh, each day, um, and it's great time, great fellowship. There's an opportunity just for people to, to come in, share a meal, uh, talk with one another. Um, it was great. It was more than just the food. Uh, it's the conversation. It's the relationships that are formed. And now... Now, that's 60 a day. Same people, different people? Um, uh, I, w- I would say mostly the same. Okay. Uh, there are, you know, some uh, differences in, in the, the population of people that come in. But, yeah. Okay. Um, age demographics? Um, I would say, uh, probably older. Okay. Um, fifties to seventies. So a nice way to socialize and yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was wonderful. Um, oh, fifties old. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you just were making. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't say. Older. I didn't say old. I said older. <laughs> Oh okay, my goodness! Three I'm of never going to be invited back here ever again. There's three of us at the table that you just offended. I, I'm going to. Oh boy! We're I'm going to put like, my head Whoa. down. There. And there's two in the room that are laughing right now. So. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So post. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as soon as uh, this happened, uh, we started formulating a plan to. Uh, you know how can we how can we continue service? How can we have continuity of services in in our community? I don't I wouldn't want to s- just stop. Sure. Um, there's there's people who rely on, on on the meals that they receive. So we switched our soup kitchen to a, a drive through program. Okay. Um, everything happened outside. Everyone stayed in their car. We were able to do that for uh, maybe uh, two three weeks. Um, we we did have to suspend that. Um, so we switched our efforts, and that was going great. Okay. We probably had 70 to 85 people coming to that on average each day. Um, and then we switched that, switched no, our efforts. Go why on. did you have to suspend? Um, that was a Salvation Army policy okay. um, that, that we were kind of instructed to do just to inc- increase the uh, safety okay. of, of, of folks. Um, so we switched our efforts to a food pantry. Um, so before... Pre-COVID-19, uh, we were probably uh, serving about five people a week okay. uh, with our food pantry. And that increased to about 65 wow. to 70, 75 people each week. Um, so that was a big increase. Okay. Um, and we focused our efforts on that. And it wasn't just the food. And we did that drive through fashion as well. Okay. You know, people lined up in, in their cars, put the bag of food um, in their in their car, and uh, we had some donations, produce, things like that, and then they drive away. Um, but in addition to that, we also had to uh, start with doing deliveries as well. Okay. Uh, there's a number of people, as I'm sure Kim understands. There's a lot of people who are uh, who have transportation um, restrictions, yeah. and with the health crisis, uh, a lot of health restrictions as well. Um, okay. Individuals who who may not who may be high risk and don't want to go to the grocery store or maybe in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we switched our efforts um, to doing that as well. So it's, it's just a, been a complete change 
you know, you walk into our building <laughs> and we have like half a hallway now. It's just lined <laughs> with food uh, in, in our front hallway. Um, so it's just, you know, I come into work every day and it's a constant reminder of, you know, what we're, what we're going through. Where's all that food come from, yeah. if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Okay. Um, we purchase all of, our, all of our food from them, and they have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, significantly uh, uh, less expensive. I just went up there Wednesday, uh, and I, I, you know, I picked up an order of 3,400 pounds of food. Wow. Um, and... Unfortunately, I had to do it myself. Oh my! Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've been fantastic, and not just them. Um, you know, the National Guard uh, when they when they came in, they got a really bad rap. You know, oh, the National Guard's coming in. Uh, you know, what's going on? But they've been delivering orders of food uh, on a weekly basis to us. So cool! Did yeah. not know that. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 been awesome. It's been awesome. Neat. Huh. That's exciting. You know, there's so much that. Just don't know. Like, that's just really neat to kind of think that's how that process is going. Because, I mean, I didn't think about people that can't go to a grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, but um, that's really neat that you guys are able to meet that need. So where do you get the funds? Uh, so the we've, we've been, and this kind of goes into this one, this question a little bit, um, but we have been just so blessed, so blessed by the community and, you know, uh, Robin, I'm sure you can relate uh, just the, the generosity of, of individual donors, of foundations, of um, businesses uh, in, this, in this community have just you know, really come together and uh, supported us uh, in this. And just we're, we're so thankful. Churches, yeah. churches uh, have, have, have made donations specifically for COVID-19 relief. That is awesome. Again, got to love Tuscross County. Yes, yeah. I say that every <laughs> Christmas. Every Christmas. <laughs> it's, I, I love it here. I love it here. I don't I don't want to leave. Oh. I don't want to leave. Do, they, does, do you have to leave at one point? Uh, do they move you around? The Salvation Army tends to move um, move their, their pastors every five, four, five, six. It depends. It depends, but... Can we petition you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I'm serious, yeah. Oh, oh we, we can will do, do that. that. <laughs> I, I will I've, gotten, a letter. I've gotten that before, so yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Okay, we got something to do from this uh, yes. time together. Okay, so some really neat things around the COVID-19, the food, the meeting community need. Um, how about some of those other programs that you have? Because um, I, I know you work a lot with our young people, so... What does that look like right now? Yeah, that uh, when schools got canceled, that was that was a bummer because um, we have we started our after school program uh, about two years ago, a year and a half ago, okay. uh, and that's been huge, and uh, it's it's been really saddening to to see that program be put on put on hold. Um, we're hopeful that the day camp will be in. I don't want to say full swing. Uh, but will be occurring in some way, shape, or form uh, come the summertime just because, uh, you know, kids need that, that interaction. They need that, cotton, I, I, I would say, continuity of learning from school, school year to school year during the summertime because um, that can be a huge learning gap. Um, sure. But just to have that, um, you know, those interactions during the summer, is, they're invaluable. Okay. So. Um, your after school program, what age, 
how do kids access the after school program? Yeah, so uh, it's for kids uh, ages kindergarten, ages grades kindergarten to fifth grade. Okay. Uh, and we, we serve Dover and New Philly schools. Okay. We were providing transportation uh, f- directly from the schools to our facility. Does the school provide that transportation? Oh, no, we or? do. Okay. Yeah, we pick, we pick the kids right up from school. Uh, we had a, a great arrangement with, with Dover schools uh, where all the kids were, were bused to one central school. Um, so that was, that was just fantastic. Uh, we have that every day, uh, four to six. Now, how do you all afford the busing and how does that happen? Um, so we, we do charge a, a small fee for um for the for the program um and we've been fortunate to be uh you know the recipient of a of a grant from uh the Salvation Army uh Eastern Territory okay um to just to get that program up off the ground um so our director was going to be uh looking into additional funding when COVID-19 happened and then that just threw a huge wrench into things but Okay, so uh, that's just really neat that you guys are there and meeting community need. Um, when you talk about the food pantry, is there is there any restrictions to the services that you provide? Parameters? Very little restrictions. Very okay. little restrictions. Uh, if there's a need, you uh, fill it. We fill it. It's 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 that simple. That's a theme we're hearing here today, yeah. isn't right. it? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, especially right now, we want to have as little red tape as possible. Okay. I don't want people standing around. Is that normally the case? Uh, we typically we have a uh, an income eligibility uh, threshold. Okay. Uh, and even even with that in place, we wouldn't have had any issues with the, the with the the folks that we're serving. Okay. Um, because it's it's relatively flexible. Okay. Now you have mentioned summer camps, after school programs, um, food pantry, meals. Where do you get the manpower? Well, <laughs> we have uh, two employees. Okay. Uh, in addition Another to myself. Another common theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martha and uh, Shelly. Uh, so they've been fantastic. Um, we had our learning zone direct. Learning zone is just the umbrella term for our after school and day camp. Um, we had her, uh, you know, helping us in our efforts early on. Um, and then we had a, a, an after-school tutor as well. Um, but right now it's really just uh, Martha and Shelly and myself. And we've had a limited number of volunteers. Um, we're looking into bringing the, some of those back. Um, but it's, it's been a process. Okay. It's been a process as it has for, you know, every organization that sure. <laughs> it's been affected. Sure. Um, and can you tell me just what has the, been the community response to supporting the Salvation Army and the need within the community right now. Yeah, and I mentioned it's it's been just uh, generosity across the board uh, and just a community effort. Um, you know, we have uh, we talk a lot about Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone at this table has had some interaction with Zoom. Um, and what I see is a lot of a lot of partnerships being formed. A lot of relationship building uh, within uh, between different agencies, different organizations, um, even a lot of new information being learned. Yeah. Uh, so this is, and you know, I, I, I talk about this with my employees. Um, you know, 
instead of saying the word, you know, using a negative term for something that's happening, it's an opportunity. Yep. You know, this this whole health crisis is an opportunity um, for the community to become stronger. And I think that's exactly what's happening. Um, I, I kind of like to see the glass half full. Yeah. Uh, and I see that, you know, this is what's going on, yeah. is organizations are learning about how we can better work together and how we can meet the need. Um, and that's, you know, that's exactly what, what this county is all about. Yeah, I love it because in, in the midst of this crisis, um, we do learn a lot and we yeah. grow and we support each other and just even opportunities like this, just sitting around the table. I don't know how free any of us normally are to just be able to sit down and kind of have some conversation. So really appreciate that. Is there anything you want to say about the United Way? Yeah. United, United, United Way has been instrumental uh, in, in helping us with, with rent and utility. And I, I mentioned this on the, uh, the last episode, uh, we're just seeing just how, the breadth of the effect of this of this pandemic, um, how it's affected different people, people from different walks of life, okay. um, people who wouldn't have normally needed help, um, are now. So if someone that. has a rent and utility need, yeah, they can contact. They, yeah, they can contact okay. us. Yeah, they can either call us three three zero three six four three eight one one, or you know hit us up on our Facebook page. We're very active on our, on our Facebook page, uh, send us a message. Um, but yeah, like I said, if there's a need, uh, okay. you know, we'll, we'll look to fill it or we'll find someone who will. Awesome. Very good. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks Jody. That was awesome. I'm going to now kind of turn over to Kim. Kim, kind of the same thing. Just okay. tell us a little bit about you, mobile meals, um, prior to COVID-19 and where we're at right now. Okay. Well, um, so I am Kim Harmon. I'm the administrator for Mobile Meals. Um, we have been in operation since 1973. I've been with the program for 16 years. Wow. Um, things have changed a little, well, quite a bit since I started there. Um, just growing. We've added different cities that we've delivered to now um, that weren't there before. So we delivered to Dover, Philly, Strasburg, Sugar Creek, and Bolivar now. Um, That's a lot. It is. It is. We'd like to expand some more, but trying to find volunteers has always been a challenge. Uh, a lot of people can't retire as early as they once were. So having people that are available has um, been a little bit of an issue. We're, we're now finding, though, that different organizations are willing to let their employees come and help. So we do have a couple of different agencies or organizations in the area um, that aren't nonprofits that are allowing their their um, employees to have a little bit of an extended lunch hour to Neat. drive for us once once a week, and then they go back to work, and it's really working out well. They either send a team or they send just the same person each week. So, so volunteer responsibilities. How you said once a week someone could do that. Yeah. How, about how much time would they need during An a day? Hour or less. Seriously, it's yeah. It doesn't to drive take much to time. Sugar Creek and back. Yeah, um, it doesn't take well. The way I drive, it doesn't take that long. long. Um, But with waiting time, so you're going to Sugar Creek, and depending on traffic, you know, if it's in the middle of summer and there's a lot of um, tourists, then it might take a little bit longer. But the route is very, um, I try to plan it very efficiently. So everything's on a right-hand turn so that there's no crossing across traffic. 
Oh, that's um, kind of fun. Yeah, so everything's well. You have to plan through it, but yeah, it does. It does work well because then they're always constantly flowing. Um, you did tell me you're a detailed person. I am. Oh, a detailed good, person. good, yes. good. So, yes. do you even try to match your volunteers to deliver in routes that is close to their say if their work to accommodate some of those? Um, sometimes. That does not work out okay. because then they're crossing the same path more than once and it seems like they're wasting travel time. Okay. So if they're going back to the same place they just came from and doing a route and then going back to the hospital and then going back again to work, um, it's a lot of backtracking. Okay. So typically, um, fi- first I find out where they're most comfortable delivering, what okay. they're comfortable, um, what they know knowledge-wise, the area. We also will train them, obviously, on the route so that they are more familiar with it uh, so they don't get kind of an anxiety about that. A lot of people have GPS now. So, you know, it's very detailed where, you know, where they are. Um, I have uh, points of interest that I can explain to them, you know, look for this or look for that or something like that or the house is purple or whatever the case may be. So um, it, it's it's pretty easy. I don't I don't think it's difficult. Most people who can't even read a map can figure out how to do this. Um, so it's not hard. And GPS, like I said, would is a lifesaver for most. Um, we do have some that don't have GPS, and they dig out their maps and they figure it out. You know, or I give them, like I said, points of interest, and and they go from there. Uh, but yeah, an hour or less, really, maybe an hour and 15 minutes for the longer routes. Now, Bolivar, Sugar Creek, and Strasburg, if they're a regular driver, now right now with the pandemic, we're doing things a little differently, but um, for regular drivers, those who are have the farther away routes are typically from that area. Okay. So Bolivar drivers are from Bolivar, Strasburg drivers are from Strasburg, and so forth. So we have two sets of coolers for them. So they are picking up empty coolers before they come in to town um, from a central location that we have already scheduled. Um, So they pick that up. They bring them to us. Then they're giving us the empties, and we're giving them full ones. Oh, that makes sense. So So then they go do their route, and they drop their empties off at that same location, and then they just go home. So they're not backtracking. Uh, and then the next day's driver will then pick up the empty coolers, and it just continues with the cycle. So I just have to ask. Yes. Were you the brainchild to decide, like, someone doesn't have to bring the coolers back to the hospital? Because um, that is a cool concept, yeah. really. I wish I could say that I was, but um, administrators before me, once we had Strasburg set up, Strasburg was already set up when I started. Okay. And they did that for them. Nice. And it worked out really well. So whenever um, I have, I got Sugar Creek and Bolivar together, we just, of course, did the same thing. Um, now, we do have some locals. When I say locals, I mean Dover Philly area because it's local to where we're housed. Um, when we have some of those who, de- they deliver to the farther away routes. And they just go up and back and they don't mind. And okay. they're still back within an hour and 15 minutes. So, so how many homes do volunteers usually deliver to? Um, we don't deliver to more than eight clients per route okay now some some areas have more than one route going to them because they're just so big okay uh, but if we go any farther than that um the food temperature starts to change and we like to get everything it's all hot and fresh and ready to eat when they get it and we like to keep it that way so uh if we do more than that it tends to uh, change the temp so 
eight eight meals per route. Now, do the volunteers get to interact with those that they normally? Not normally the they would. Um, we try to cut it to a minimum of a few minutes each client because otherwise the people who are not right delivered to yet are hungry and they, <laughs> they, you know, they'd like to get their food you know, before it gets cold. So we have to try to limit it to a little bit. Um, but they've, they've really created friendships out of, out of this. Um, so we have a volunteer dinner every September and, and the one volunteer always brings one of the clients because they're friends now. Oh, neat. And, and so they bring them as their plus one, you know, so it's kind of neat to, to be able to see. And then they get to see kind of the other aspect of, of our program as well. But So the hospital cooks the meals for you? They do, yeah. Basically, we are paying for a service from the hospital kitchen. Okay. Um, and then reselling the food to the client. So you're paying for it. Where's the money for the program? It's a client pay program. Okay. Yes. Now, we haven't raised our rates since 2011, even though the hospitals had to raise our rates every year since then. Okay. Um, so, United Way helps us with that, because otherwise, we would have had to raise our rates a long time ago. Okay. Uh, we were actually working in the red for a while, and we went to United Way, and... Um, we didn't really have to beg or anything. They were very yeah. helpful. They were very helpful. Um, they saw that we needed, we had a need, and that we were doing a good service for the community, and they helped us out. So uh, we've been able to keep our our costs down. Um, our contract is over with the hospital. The end of this year, um, we'll get another contract. Okay. Um, it always goes up a little bit, so we'll have to we'll have to see where we where we fall from that. But with COVID nineteen. Things have changed because all of the clients have coolers out now because we're trying to eliminate face-to-face contact, which makes everyone a little sad because um, they that's the only interaction we they some of them were getting on a daily basis to begin with, and now they feel even more shut in. Um, so now some of them will call because their phone numbers are on the boards uh, where they're delivering. And so they'll sit outside their door or their window, and they'll talk to them on the phone for a few minutes. Oh, neat. Which is really sweet, yeah. But it just helps everyone involved um, just to kind of feel more connected. But they all wear masks and hand sanitize between stops. And um, and then, like I said, there's just no contact unless they can do it through the door or through the window. Very cool. So how many volunteers did you have before the pandemic? We have, well, including our substitutes, we had 125 volunteers. Wow. Yeah. So it's a lot to keep care of, but, but it works out. They're not all there at the same time. We have 14, 14 drivers per day plus four inside helping with packing on a normal basis um, before COVID-19. Now it's myself and one other person trying to do all of it. So, oh my goodness! Yeah. So first the, of all, I saw Lieutenant Andrew Allen. You're you're kind of coveting her 125 <laughs> volunteers, aren't That's you? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we have a lot of routes that we're going to, so we need you know we need those because each driver only drives one day per day um, per week. So yeah, that's 14 different drivers per day. So how are you guys doing this now? I, I don't even well, know how that translates. Yeah, a lot of drivers, because most of our drivers are retired folks. Okay. Um, because they have the time. Um, but we also, like I said, had some organizations that were stepping up and sending a team, which was great. 
but they are also quarantining them. Um, so we lost, really, we lost 25 drivers per week, wow. which was a lot um, for us. And not having a big substitute pool to go from that was willing to drive during this time, um, I kind of just put it out there to my friends on Facebook. I put it on our Mobile Meals Facebook site, um, just looking for help. And the the response that we got was overwhelming. Um, it was love really, Tuscarawas County. I know. It, was, <laughs> it brings a tear to my eye just thinking about it. Um, it was really, really great. Um, so people who were laid off, um, teachers who, you know, were, were not teaching at the moment because of school being closed, um, they were all just, what can we do to help? And um, I had, I don't know, like five calls a day, you know, let us know. We'll take a route. So, um, of course, they had to have a reference. I can't just let anyone go to someone's sure, home. Sure, um, But they had references or um, – we had several from United, from United Way even. Um, Robin's husband was helping nonstop <laughs> many times a week even. So it was wonderful. And and uh, your chairperson, I believe. Right, our board chair. Yeah, that's our board chair. Care. And, yeah, and actually her and her husband are taking a permanent route now. So that's they, – they enjoyed it and, and are sticking with it. So that's awesome. And um, But we've had some amazing – relationships come out of this so like like uh lieutenant andrew said that you know it's it's a kind of a coming together uh, you kind of really see what the community is made of and it's it's really been a good thing now i just have to ask this this might not have an answer say someone has lost a job and they're in financial need but they have downtime and wouldn't want to deliver is there any way to reimburse them for gas or mileage or anything um we personally don't, but we are also affiliated with RSVP, which is Retired okay. Senior Volunteer Program. If they are a senior, which is 55 or older, then they can turn in their mileage to them, and they would reimburse them. Okay. Uh, otherwise, they can put it on their taxes uh, and write it off that way, but they'd have to do, of course, uh, itemized. So if someone was interested in that type of arrangement, would they contact you first? Would they contact... Is that Harkadis or? It is or? through Harkadis RSVP. Um, they could sign up through them, but I also have the forms in the office, and they would just need to let me know that they want that, and I okay. would give it to them. Very good. Mm -hmm. So if someone's listening today and they would be interested in volunteering, how do they connect with you? They can call our office at 330-364-0870. That's our direct line. Cool. Can they find that also on 211? I believe we are on 211. Yes, we are. Or call United and Way. Call I'm just yes. making all these connections uh -huh. here. Yes, we have our Facebook page as well. We also have our own website. Um, you can find us on the hospital website, but there's not a, not as much de uh, detailed information. But um, the website is www.mobile-meals.com. Awesome. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to ask this. How has the United Way helped you through this process? Oh, my goodness. Well, for one thing, we couldn't even be running right now without United Way. Um, literally, we, we, would un, we would be unable to continue without them right now because without volunteers, um, it was just me. And I can only do so much. And um, so they have been giving us funding to help us stay in operation so that the 90 people we deliver to can continue getting food. I had clients crying, you know, calling up saying, are you going to have to close? Because, you know, they didn't want to have to go to the store. They were fearful. 
Um, so it's it's been a blessing that United Way is here and been so, so helpful. And, uh, you know, they're like, She's, what else can we do? Are you sure that's all you need? I'm like, well, that's all I need right now. But, you know, that's so, so helpful. And we just appreciate everything United Way does. So, Robin, um, are the dollars that you're able to provide, is that from the COVID-19 Community Response Fund or are those just regular dollars available for the assistance to keep the program running because of the pandemic and uh-huh. the restrictions, that was COVID-19 Community Response Fund money. Um, same thing with the rent and utility assistance, the increased assistance uh, for the Salvation Army program. That's COVID-19 response money. Okay, so any listeners out there to really kind of really underscore this, if you have the ability to give right now and you want to give to Tuscarawas County residents in need, that uh, COVID-19 Community Response Fund goes to y'all. You uh, you have been matching those dollars. Correct. And then those dollars go out to the agencies that are directly right. servicing our residents. Yes, directly okay. servicing our residents who have been, their lives have been disrupted basically because of the pandemic. And we realize that there's, there's vulnerable people out there, um, and we want to help as much as possible. We've been very fortunate that we've raised uh, 69000 almost $70,000 um, in just a few weeks. That's awesome. And uh, the uh, United Way of Tuscross County had committed to matching up to $50,000, so we're matching. And um, we're, we're receiving responses as we speak. I'm getting, I get texts. Uh, how can we help? That's just wonderful. It's just it's wonderful, wonderful uh, community. And um, I had no idea when we first decided to do this how it would go, how much, yeah. you know, what, what response we'd get. Would people hear our, our plea? And they did. And so we're and, – and you can tell just by talking to – and Kim and Andrew, these are top-notch organizations that we partner with. And um, we're just – so pleased that we're able to assist them during this time. Um, and, you know, we assist year-round, oh, yeah. but this is extra. This is extra because uh, these uh, organizations need the extra money and the residents need the extra help. Okay, I just got to say, this has been great. I'm in the social service world, and I swear I just learn a whole lot. <laughs> I do. Every time I sit down, I learn more, and it's really neat um, to hear about the programs, Mobile Meals and Salvation Army. Um, Because I think, you know, it's really hard to understand the depth and the breadth of what our agencies provide. So I really want to thank you, Kim and uh, Lieutenant Andrew Allen, for being here today and talking about your program. Thanks, Joe. Just meeting community needs. And and you know what? I get to see your faces, which I, (laughs) I love about the perspective I have here. This isn't just about meeting a need. Uh, I can see you guys care about the people in our community. You care about the people we serve. I, I'm looking at Andrew right now. This is his ministry. This is his love, and uh, he's definitely here for a purpose. Kim, I see the same. I saw you get emotional <laughs> yeah. when you were talking about your program. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just appreciate you all and what you do. I am going to take this to Robin to wrap up today um, because where I sit from a social service agency, you guys are the umbrella. You, you kind of really are the ones that protect us through the storm. 
Um, so we're able to kind of reach out and protect those that we're serving. So any last words? Uh, really, I, I, I just want to let the community know that, that we're here. Um, and our entire mission is, is to help build a sustainable community. I've used that term before, but that's, that is so true. And, um, couldn't do it without our partner agencies. Um, couldn't do it uh, without these 16 different programs that um, we, we fund. And couldn't do it without the residents of the community supporting us. So thank you for the, the support. Um, if anyone is, is interested in, in uh, participating in the COVID-19 Community Response Fund, that helps all of these wonderful organizations, they can um, go to our website, TuskenUnitedWay.org, hit the donate button. They can donate online. Um, they can also, if they want to do uh, snail mail, we will take checks <laughs> as well. Um, and our address is uh, PO Box 525, New Philadelphia, Ohio, 44663. Awesome. So go to your website. You need services. we got 211. If you want to donate, we have the COVID. You can go on your website and see your 16 partner agencies that you support um, and see the work and resources they have. So we pretty much wrapped it up. Yes, we did. Thank you, Jody. Oh, my goodness. Well, that thank is a you. wrap. Thank you guys thank you so, so much. much. Um, thank you for listeners for listening to today's podcast of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition. And check us out next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.